So I put this uh, picture today. Did you see today's picture on the um, Instagrams? Not yet. What? You aren't like glued to your Instagram so that you can see what I post? So I posted this picture. And oh, is it the the lotus? It is the lotus seed pod. Yeah. And um, I tend to think people don't know what this is, but that was the point. I wrote in there, plant or animal? Question mark. <laughs> plant or animal? It's obviously a plant. Not really. Yeah. No, it could be a, an animal. How? It could be an animal. Those could be alive and moving. You don't know. It's just a photo. A mm. photo. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Check out something new I today. Guess. So that was my new thing for many of you. Mm. Check out my Instagram. Did you check out my... Tell me you checked out the, the video. Yes. What did you think? I even left a comment. What did you think? I liked it. Better or worse than last week's? Seven? Yeah, the one before this one. Seven is still the best. <gasps> my pearls. In, in my opinion. I like the, the way that it feels in this business. Oh, ah, decided to come on in, huh? Sorry, there was an emergency. It didn't sound that. Yeah, urgent. it didn't sound. It wasn't urgent on my end of the conversation. It, it was urgent on their end of the conversation. It didn't sound a whole lot of urgent going on. Um, I think seven is still the best. Seven's the best. Yeah. So. But this one had, like, I chopped the music to make it come yes. in kind of cool and I put the little thing at the beginning to flash through the photos real yeah. fast and I like that and then I, I changed the I think the opening title mm. and I took out all the sound effects except for the whoosh at the beginning and I slowed it down so it would would it would whoosh longer it's my first time I've slowed down something really yeah audio hmm. yeah I, I put a whole lot of Time and effort in there like while it. talking to other people. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I left comment. I said something. Okay. But I think I think that seven is my favorite. Okay. I haven't seen eight yet. Well, maybe you should. Did when did you put yeah, it up? I was doing it last night while oh, you were well, sitting that's here. That's why. You didn't see me keep turning around and I kept working on it? I saw you working on it, but I didn't you know You even commented on the picture from Benji. I saw you working on it. I just didn't see the finished product. Oh, well, maybe you should go to the YouTubes. <sighs> Are you not following? Of course Are I you am. not getting... Did you not ring the bell? I did ring uh, the bell. Well, if you rang the bell, that means you got a notification. Ooh. I just haven't been in my emails today. So, yeah, but you don't have to do that. The notifications Ooh, are scrolled. Yes. Um, no, yes, I don't have that on, on my phone. What, what, what? Oh, so then you said no, don't do scroll no. notifications. Yeah, I turned that part <gasps> What? How are you supposed to know when I upload the goodness? Well, usually you do it when this I'm at podcast. work. This podcast. You usually do it when I'm at work. And I get it on my work computer. Oh, see? But that means you should be getting it in two places because two things should be subscribed. I'm actually subscribed three times. But watching no time. I'm watching <laughs> all three times. That's you not just, true. You I just usually, said you hadn't seen it. This week. I've seen all the other ones the minute you put them up. Except for this one. Oh, my God. I'm one. just going on what you said. Out of eight. 
Right. What? Mm-hmm. I watched it. <sighs> I did. Shut your ass. All right. I have a list. I do too, actually. I have a list. I don't. I have a list. I have one thing. I have a list. I have one thing. Can I say my one thing? What? Well, I have two things. Can we go really quick? Go ahead. Roll the intro. Transparent. The second, I'm not trying to be discreet about it. But you're, you're, it's so obvious. Whatever. It, it, Everybody uh, knows it's gonna happen at some point. I swear, I need to do what I said, and I just need to just put it in before. I just put it in at the beginning, which is where it ends up for most of the videos anyway, because it's only in the first video in a set. Yeah, but it makes that. My other thing was I, I used Blender for a thing last night. I saw that. I have, and you made a donut? I did make a donut. <laughs> That's I, what I, I said last night. I made a, a sad donut. Um, That's still a donut. But it's old. The donut yeah, was made oh, it's old. previously. Before we even moved. Right. Um, so with my very little knowledge of Blender, I had to, I had to either draw a environment or make a 3d model for my uh my world building class that i'm taking so because i'm not very good at perspective drawing i i made a model and i it was not supposed to be super detailed so all i needed to do was have big blocks and text that's good that's all i did and it was pretty easy i just looked up like um how to change the the text because i couldn't figure that out What's keeping you from doing more Blender stuff? Just uh, nothing really. Just I'm not. I just didn't do anything. I mean, but okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me let me ask this question. What is Blender good for? Um, you can use it for sculpting, 3D modeling, animation, special effects. Can't you do that in Photoshop? Um, Why would I choose Blender? Photoshop. Why why Blender? What is Blender giving you that Photoshop is not? Is Blender as overwhelming as Photoshop? When you're first starting to learn it? Yeah. So what's the why 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 should someone choose Blender? If you don't already have Photoshop. Just Period. Why does anybody, whether they're using Photoshop or not, or if it's, uh, they need to make a choice on a thing, why why Blender? It's already set up for 3D, maybe. Like, it doesn't, like, you don't have to go through several different menus to learn how to get to the 3D bit. It's already there. It's just... Shift A. Is there any real difference between Blender and using the 3D tools in Photoshop? Don't know. I've never used the 3D tools in Photoshop. Okay, I think you need to compare that. Just just to see. Just to see if 
Because I've heard of other people using Blender, but I don't know why they're using Blender. So, find out. Physics simulation, maybe? Does Photoshop? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't either. I don't do a lot of that kind of stuff. What's wrong? What are you doing? Is someone backing to come? I don't know. I can't tell you. The, the blinds are closed. How would we know, God? Out cam too. Yes, they are. Okay, go. 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 We always get deliveries when we're supposed to be podcasting. So, we'll be right back.
I know, but think about it. If it has a wrapper across the top of it, that means... Extensive giant list. Karen, are you ready to um, explore your list? Absolutely. No, you're not ready. You're still hitting buttons. Are you ready? Yeah. Give it up, man. To talk to the people. Okay, so this week I saw some behaviors from adults that I wasn't. I don't know that I've ever seen in all of my years of teaching. 
Um, this week, one of the little girls came to school. Mind you, I teach five-year-olds. Um, one of the little girls came to school and she was really upset because she didn't have her backpack or her lunch. And I said, okay, well, mom will bring it. And she's like, no, she won't. And I'm like, okay. Why don't, she's like, can I go to the office? I said, sure, go to the office. Ask them to call mom. So she comes back. She doesn't say anything. She just sits down and then they go off to PE class. And while they're in PE class, I go and I ask um, the secretary, hey, did mom, did they call mom? And she's like, yes, and mom's not going to bring the lunch. And I said, so what is this five-year-old going to do? How's she going to eat? Oh, just give her food from the other kids. And I was like, what? She's like, just have her friends share their lunch. And I was like, that's not right. They're, they shouldn't be feeding this child. That's not their job. It's not their parents' job. Oh, but that's all we can do because the mom's not going to bring. And I said, okay. So being the mom that I am, I went to my classroom and I had stuff left over from a party we had just cookies and milk and juice and so I put those on her desk and then I gave her my blueberries from lunch because they don't eat much anyway but she needed some food and the next thing I know my coordinator is telling me that the mom said only give her a glass of water do not allow her to eat food because it's a punishment she didn't do something at home and therefore the punishment was no lunch. Hmm. And so I like, first of all, I couldn't even believe that you would do that to a five-year-old. So then after school, I was talking to the woman who subbed for me for three months and I said, has this happened before? She's like, no, but she also did it to the three-year-old. The three-year-old son had the same punishment that day. And the mom was furious with both of us, both of the teachers, for feeding her children because we weren't helping her punish the children. That's not my fucking job. My job is not to punish your child. My job is to educate and protect your child while they're in my care. Part of that is making sure they have lunch. How unethical and inhumane to withhold food for an entire day from a three and a five-year-old. So I went to the principal and, and talked to her about this because this is not appropriate. It's unacceptable. It's a, Mexico has this big thing about children's rights. It's against their children's rights. And the mom told me that if they didn't do what they were supposed to the next day, she was going to send them with no lunch again. And the secretary had told me, oh, if she does it again, we'll just do the same thing. We'll have the other kids feed them. And I was like, but then what's that saying to the mom? You don't have to send them food because other people will take care of it. There's, they're taking the, the responsibility from the parent and putting it on the other parents and the children. I have never, ever experienced this before. Sounds kind of messed up. Never. And the, the principal said, she's been teaching for, I don't know, 35 years. She's never experienced it before. She said maybe it's a, a cultural thing because the, the family's from Spain. 
maybe this is something they do in their culture, but it's definitely not something that's legal here. And so we were talking about how do we help these parents as a, a school? How do we help them see the difference between a punishment and a consequence? Because the parent kept saying, this is the consequence for them not getting their lunch bag and their water bottle and get it, putting it in the car when they got in the car. Hmm. They're three and five. Hmm. It's not their, I mean, it's their job, if that's their responsibility, but it's also her job as the mom to make sure that they have those things. You can't put unrealistic expectations on your children and then get pissed off when they don't meet that unrealistic expectation without taking some ownership of it yourself. Okay. An appropriate consequence would maybe say, fine, if you can't do these things, then you can't do something you want to do after school. Not, you can't eat. No food for you. And these people eat at, my kids eat at 10.30 in the morning and they go home by 2 and by 1 o'clock they are starving. They want to eat their food that's left from their lunch or, you know, I can't wait to go home because I'm so hungry. Gonna die. So doing that to little, little people an entire day from like 8 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon with no food... That's cruelty. Is it? What? Is it? Apparently the parent doesn't think it is. So we talked yesterday in our our teachers in service day um, about how can we make these changes? How can we help the parents? How can we help the students? Blah, 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 blah. And one of the things I was suggesting to one of the other teachers was we need to have like they do in Discovery Center like parents nights where they come and do workshops and she said oh but we have those every Tuesday but the parents don't come and I said but what incentive do they have we have all these things like if they don't do this if they don't do that if they don't do this they, then the kids get kicked out of school or there's some sort of penalty why not give them an incentive okay we have one a month you have to attend at least six out of the, you know, ten. And if you attend more than the six, then you get a discount for the next year's uh, enrollment fees. Oh, that's a great idea. And I was like, but why hasn't anybody thought of this before? We need these parents to know the difference between a punishment and a consequence. And what is age appropriate? But they, they just... The forethought is not there. The innovation is not there. Okay. That's it. Oh, no. I have a whole long list of stuff. Not a long list, but I have stuff. Your list looks like that piece. Yeah. But that's a whole long list. I have... So, developmentally <laughs> appropriate consequences... Uh, we've been dealing a lot with this with some of the, the behavior in the classroom and the behavior uh, on the playground. Some of these, some of the boys are super, 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 super aggressive in their play. How many supers was that? You haven't seen the shit that they do. 
It's just the number of supers. Holy shit. Can you be more supers? They are so dangerous. Alright, they're mega. Just keep going. Um, they have these big, huge dinosaur toys that are heavy, and they swing them around and chase each other and hit each other with them. They... They hit each other with the gigantic metal Tonka trucks. They push each other down from like football stances and running and they're hitting the girls and they're knocking over the boys and they're running over the babies when they're supposed to be standing in line. So when you talk to the parents about their behavior, the parents are like, okay, like it's not a big deal. But when one of these little kids gets hurt, like seriously injured because of the inappropriate play, then they're going to want to overreact. When this stuff could have all been squashed months ago. But isn't that what we've seen from the, from the culture is don't be preemptive, don't think ahead only be reactive and be overly reactive. Yeah. Isn't that what we've seen Yeah. from last year and this year? I mean, th- th- this is just, you know, don't don't go in September and October and start talking about a child that needs Services. extra help mm-hmm. or whatever. Just wait until the year's over and say, oh, now it needs to be something, this needs to be done. It's like, but now it's too late. Now it's over. Right. You can't. None of the things that you think should be done can be done now. Right. So pass on the problem to another person. I mean, yeah. I I just think these are cultural problems that you're facing now. And unfortunately, this is the culture. This is what they want from their schools, from their culture, and what they think is good. And this is probably why you have what you have when it comes to how women are treated and all the other stuff. Yeah. Well, we had this thing yesterday as part of our afternoon of the in-service where we were given a survey from the Secretary of Public Education and they wanted to know names of each child who fit into these three categories. Ones who needed extra help, ones who were benefiting from the extra help, and ones who didn't need any extra help at all. And so I filled out my thing, no problem. And I had 10 in my needing extra help group. And out of that 10, three of them didn't already have extra classes. (coughs) But the others were still taking the extra classes. And some of them were progressing quite nicely, but some of them, there was really not much change. So we went through this whole conversation about do they really need it and blah, 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 blah. And one of the teachers says, okay, now that we've talked about it, which student can you remove from that first list? And the other American teacher and I looked at each other like, what? What are you talking about? Remove the child from the list because we talked. They still need the help. And she's... Who you talking gave them all the help they needed. (laughs) And, um... She said, but do they really need extra classes? Do they need extra services? And I said, yes, that hasn't That's changed. That's on the list, you idiot. And, and <laughs> she was like, but blah, blah, blah. And I said, wait a minute. Let me ask you this. Boy. Why are you trying to remove children from the list? 
that's the real question here. Not does the child need significantly more help than the rest of the class, but why are you trying to prevent them from getting that and preventing their name from being on this list? One, these aren't your students. Two, these aren't your personal children. Why are you trying to prevent this? I'm not trying to prevent it. I just didn't think, you know, we needed 10 kids on the list. And I said, why, why was there I know an these arbitrary children? number right. of 10? And, and my, my, the other American teacher, she had eight and she started bawling because she had eight kids that needed help. And I looked at her and I went, why are you And you trying? already had 10 on the list? I already had 10 on my list. <laughs> oh, God. I said, why are you crying? And she's like, because I feel like a failure. And I said, and that's what they do. I said, you're a failure yep. because you have kids who can't identify numbers and letters and won't participate in the classroom, can but refuse to participate. And that's exactly and that's your fault? what this system and these managers. No, this is an American what, no, no, teacher no, 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 no. who's like, dealt that's with the U.S. system. You're not, you're not listening to what I'm saying. That's what this system does to the teacher. It makes the teacher feel as though they have done something wrong and they are less than a teacher when it was the student all along that was not yeah. able to perform. They never want to put the onus on the student. Right. And so then they want to remove them from the lists and make the teacher feel bad. Yeah. As opposed to looking at the student and saying, yeah, maybe this student needs extra help because the student needs extra help. Yep. Not because anything that you did, they came to us this way, which is always a problem of how do you intake your students? Right. Because the testing and the things that you do here in Mexico is substandard. So, I just looked at her and I said, you can't take responsibility for something that doesn't belong to you. Stop doing that. This is their responsibility. Have you told the parents in the past that these kids need extra help? And she said, yes. I said, have they gotten them the extra classes? She said, only one child in my class has extra classes. I said, okay. How is this your fault? And then she kind of just took a step back and she's like, this is what happens when you work in U.S. public schools. They always make you feel like it's your fault. And I said, yeah, but that's because they're I trying to get rid that. of you. Right. I said, I don't have that. I'm not going to own something that doesn't belong to me. I know for a fact that it's at least these kids in this list, out of the 10, seven are already taking extra classes. I know one of them started and her mom pulled her. I don't know why. I know the other two need to be evaluated and so that they can be starting the extra classes. But I also know some of these kids that are the lowest, they had recommendations in November and the parents ignored it. So that's not my fault. I can only do so much. I have 24 kids in the classroom. I have no other adult. I do differentiation. I set them up in little groups. And when I do that, I am bouncing from group to group to group to group to group. Nonstop. And so I can't ever really focus on the small the group that needs the most help because i'm constantly bouncing around answering questions or helping with assignments or whatever it is this small group that has been identified and put together so that they can get the extra help never really gets extra attention in the classroom because i am one person 
So not when the superwoman? I'm I'm a woman, which makes me super, but I'm not superwoman. Oh, oh. my entire life has been a lie. <laughs> so yesterday in this survey, it was asking, what can you do as an as a teacher in the classroom to make things better? What can the school do to make things better? What can the government do to make things better? Hire foreign teachers that speak English. Um. And then that was one of them. And one of the things that I put was there needs to be a co-teacher in the classroom daily or at least three days a week that is designated to that group. Because we have a co-teacher now who comes every other week for 30 minutes this day, 30 minutes that day, now we're a different day. But if somebody calls in sick, she's not coming because She's got a sub. Or if there's a meeting, she's not coming because she has to go and fill in for somebody else in the meeting or whatever the issue. I was supposed to have her for two hours this week. I had her for 30 minutes because we had no school. Well, women didn't go to school on Monday and we had no students on Friday. So 30 minutes out of two hours, she was there. That's not helpful. I have something. Well, you're interrupting her to say I have something? Well, it's related to her something. Uh, the Monday thing. Uh-huh. Why were you surprised and what seemed like being appalled at the violence and destruction on Sunday? Wait a minute. Stop. Yeah, we're what are you talking, talking about? Yeah, the, the protest. Yeah, why are you talking about that now? Because I, I want to know. Well, you're gonna have to wait. Okay. We'll come back to that. I know. We're gonna start work. I haven't even begun my list yet. Okay. You just came out of nowhere, left field and such. You just woke up, didn't you? I just. Yeah. Okay. You. You. Hold okay. on. It's hold on. on to it's that. on the list. Dude. It, it was already on the list. Okay. Um. So, I think that the 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 takeaway from me for yesterday was. Stop trying to own things that don't belong to you. Start putting the onus back where it belongs and on the institution and on the government and on the student and on the parent. The teachers are are not the ones who should shoulder all the responsibility for every ounce of it. Especially if you don't have the agency to change it. Right. And we talked... Yesterday I had a, a mini meltdown because we... We talk about play and the importance of play. Now, I'm a huge advocate for play in the classroom. And play is a vital part of teaching social skills, emotional skills, problem-solving skills, everything. Everything you do in play teaches these children how to be better and smarter people. So the teachers were sitting there talking about, oh, we never have time to play because we have to finish this assignment and finish that assignment and blah, 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 blah. And I just looked at her and I said, my kids play at least twice a day before recess. And they were like, how do you find time for that? And I said, you know that time in the morning when they come in between 8.30 and 9 before the day starts and you all have these little things set out on the table that they must do before? Yeah, I give my kids things to do. You can play with Play-Doh. You can draw at the cre- at the craft table. You can play with the dinosaurs. You can play with the cars. You can do puzzles. You can use the blocks. 
go ahead and make a choice. Now I've given them choices and agency, but I've also allowed them to play. And every week I change out the things that, so that the activities are relevant to what we're learning in the classroom, but they still get to make choice. They still get to make, they have time to play. I said that then after they're finished with lunch, cause some of them eat in like five minutes, that gives them another 25 minutes waiting around to go to recess. They can get up and choose a book. They can do whatever they want to do at these little stations in the classroom, but they have another 25, 20 minutes to play every day. So my kids are getting at least an hour or yeah, an hour of play a day. And then on Friday, I give them from 1230 to 115 to play. Oh my gosh, I have, I was told we have to do blah, 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 blah. And I said, who told you that? Because I've been in the same meetings you've been in. Nobody told me I had to set out things on the table and make it structured every single morning. That's just something you all showed me to do. Oh, well, somebody told me a long time ago. I said, but did they talk about play and agency back then? She's like, no. And I said, so make a choice. Are you going to continue to drag the stuff from the past forward? Or are you going to make a change in your own space with your own kids and see how it goes forward? Because my kids are much more productive now that they have that time to get the extra energy out. They're also better problem solvers. We're working on feelings and expressing ourselves through words and not actions. And so now if somebody crashes the car into the dinosaur or the dinosaur pounces on someone's head, they can say in English, stop, I don't like it. Don't do that. But none of the other groups are doing the same thing. So my kids are now on the playground, stop, I don't like that. And the other kids are looking like, what? That hurts my feelings. Because they don't know how to process the emotions. They don't know how to verbalize them. And now then they are getting pushed down and kicked and stepped on and whatever. And my kids are learning it all through play. No, it's not dumb. Yeah, because how can you say, I'm physically causing you pain and hurting you. And you said, stop. And oh, now I'm going to go cry because I'm hurt because I've caused you more pain. And you hurt my ego? Okay, they're five. And at five... Oh, stop. I'm going to stop you right there because it's not a five-year-old problem in this in this culture. No. Because I've seen 16 and 15 yeah. and 14-year-olds and 12-year-olds also do that. Yes. So don't don't try to put it off on five-year-olds. You're right. Well, and, and on this week we had a situation where um, a student called a teacher old and ugly and she told him that hurts my feelings please don't say things like that because when you say things like that it hurts my heart and I looked at her and I said you just gave that child so much ammunition so much power over you I cannot even comprehend this and she's like what would you have done and I said I would have firmly said you are not allowed to speak like that in this environment. You cannot talk to me in that way. I am an adult. You cannot speak to me like that. I would have been very firm 
and they would know that it is not appropriate and to never try it again. And the principal says, oh, but they should know how you feel. I said, I feel like it's inappropriate and he should not do that in my presence. Yeah, because it can't be, it can't be in an educational situation and it shouldn't be in life that you behave a certain way because of, only because of the feelings that the other person is going to uh, experience. It should not be just because of the feelings. There is morals, there are ethics, there are, um, I don't do this because it's wrong to do. Right, there are boundaries. But see, they're not putting any of those things in this. They're just saying, it's my feelings, which is then why you get people who lie to other people because they don't want to hurt their feelings, as opposed to telling them the truth and let let their feelings be hurt. If their feelings are going to be hurt, you can't control how the other person is going to feel about what you're doing, but you're being honest. Honesty is not the the key goal. (coughs) And that, that to me is one of the huge problems in Mexico is everybody's walking around Basically, in they're 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 at one pole or the other. Yeah. I I'm not gonna do anything that hurts your feelings, or I'm going to fucking kill you and hide your body. How do you live that way? Why do you live that yep. way? Are you well, done yet? No. So back to Aaron's hurting of the feelings. Like, thing. And I'm be like, like, have, has it been an hour yet? Shut it. Um. So I did not get. I'm back in the theater this week. Niggas. I'm looking right at you. the word. They know who I'm talking to. Um, but back to Aaron's thing about you don't understand them getting upset because someone says you hurt me. If you never tell a child, stop, I don't like that. How are they ever going to know? So we had a situation where... A little girl was looking over the second floor on the balcony outside of my classroom and her friend pushed her thinking she was being funny. And the girl that was pushed turned around and said, stop, I don't like that. It scared me. And the other little girl got sad and started to cry. And I said, why are you sad? And she said, because that hurt my feelings. I didn't like that. She said it in front of everyone and she scared me when she said it and blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay. She was scared when you pushed her. Right. That's what I said. She was scared and she did the right thing to tell you. If she's your friend, it's her job to tell you when she doesn't like someone. Why would you try to push her over the... She wasn't trying to push her over because they couldn't go over. But I said, if she's your friend... Trying to kill her. She should tell you what she likes and what she doesn't like. She should tell you to stop if she doesn't like something. You have the right to be sad because you scared her and because you didn't like that she yelled at you. And but her light flashed before her eyes. I know. But and it was very short. If you're her friend, you'll listen to her words and you won't do it again. I I said, "Are you her friend?" She said, "Yes." And no. I said, "Fine. Then yeah. don't do it again. She told you she doesn't like it." You ever notice that friend doesn't That's a thing after last night and talking there are so many things that people take for granted in language. Yeah. 
friend is one of those things. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but this idea that everybody in your class is your friend is fucking bullshit. Oh, I don't, they I don't use that. I don't use that. They do in Mexico. They do in they, Mexico. And they act like everybody is supposed to be your friend. Mm -hmm. and I'm sorry, but I would say two-thirds of the people in your class don't like you. Get over you it. Like if you don't if you don't know that, you might as well go ahead and just chew it up and swallow it and keep it forever because that's not going to change. Nope. We had a little boy who was crying his eyes out because another one said, I don't want to be your friend. And I said, okay. And he said, what do you mean, okay? I said, why are you crying that he doesn't want to be your friend? Because I want to be his friend. I said, but why doesn't he want to be your friend? So I asked the other boy, why don't you want to be his friend? And he said, because he hits me and he pushes me and he's mean to me. I don't want to be his friend. I said, those are good reasons. You can go back and sit down. And the other boy just, and he said, what do you mean those are good reasons? And I said, I wouldn't want to be your friend if you hurt me and hit me and were mean to me. I don't want friends like that. Those aren't my friends. Those are my enemies. And he just, he couldn't even process. He's like, wait, what? And I said, if you want to be a friend, you should ask, How, what do I need to do to be your friend? So he goes, asked the boy, and he said, stop hitting me. When I say I don't want you to share my toy, don't take it away from me anyway. Better go ask Woody. Don't push me down. I don't like it. So play is important, folks. This is how they're learning all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And the reason why these kids aren't learning these things outside of my classroom is because they aren't allowed to play. They aren't allowed to be... They are being taught to communicate in an open, honest, and respectful way without honest, their fists. Honest? Did someone say honest? Yeah. yeah. Mm, anything's possible if you believe. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Honest. I, I, the idea that people are able to be honest with their peers is one of the... It's one of the things that across different countries people have such a hard time with. They, they don't want to do that because they think, like in China, all you heard was, oh, it's just a white lie. And that makes it good for some reason. Right. It's okay because it's just a little white lie. You he know? has cancer and he's going to die, but we won't tell him. But it's just a, even the, the, the interpersonal things among friends how they lie to each other it's like or saving face or all of it i'm sorry but that that's where the problem comes in and it does not make a society stronger it does make you weaker and yeah. it does make you unable to deal with each other in an effective manner yeah the fact that you can't just have an honest dialogue between people well i think it's funny that you say this because they've started this thing where it, they call them restorative circles. And it's supposed to be this time when the kids can talk about their feelings and what's going on and whatever. And But it's all supposed to be in Spanish. And I can't do mine in Spanish, so I haven't done very many of these things. But yesterday they were saying, oh, the restorative circles take so long. Mine took 55 minutes because every kid wanted to speak. And I was like, isn't that the point? No. We're supposed to allow every child to speak. No, I think we need to just do, you know, three or four 
her circle, so it's just 10 minutes. And I was like, but how is that? Helping. It's not, you're allowing your favorite three or four each week to, what? Yeah. I'm sorry. It, it's lip service. It's it's one of the things that's today getting under my skin more than anything. Yeah. Is paying lip service to an idea. The idea is a good idea. It should be done. Mm-hmm. But then in the execution, it's uncomfortable. I don't like it. It takes too long. And then all of a sudden, I don't it get gets through my lesson plan and blah blah blah. But but we did it, and we you know we paid lip service to it. Uh huh. No. So, you want me to go to the next one? Oh God, you got more? I do. You know, you're, 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 I think you're reaching your time limit. You didn't know you had a time limit, but I think you're getting there. All right, well, I have like three more. Oh God. Do you have anything over there that has to do with International Women's Day? The last one. Do you have anything over there that has to do with COVID-19? I don't. Do you have anything to do with lots of cancellations of things? Kind of. Do you have anything over there about men behaving badly? No. All right, so here's my first thing. Maybe I just have to move. I don't know if I can. I can move one or two. Maybe. I don't think men should be allowed by their news organizations to report on International Women's Day. I think women should be reporting. On International Women's Day. That would make the sense. Well, Ooh, this man. there are women reporters, yeah. right? Yeah. Every organization has them on location, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then you have International Women's Day and you have men trying to shape the story. Ooh, Lord. And I don't think men today are equipped to do that. It would be like, uh, like what we saw in the, what, 50s, 60s, 70s in America with black folks and white reporters. It's the same problem. You've got people going basically into a situation that can understand it a little bit, but the words that they choose to use are basically hurting the people in the situation. They're not really flatly reporting, but they're putting out their own biases and ideas, and I don't think they're realizing it when they're saying it, because usually they're live. They're just talking. But that in itself is the problem, because they're not effectively giving that information in a non-hurtful way to the people that they're reporting on. In a non-biased way. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, it, but the bias is what's You should tell them what you're talking about. I can't remember what he said. What what was the thing oh, he said? Oh, I can remember. Tell him. I don't so remember So we listen to the no. BBC Global News podcast every single morning when I'm getting ready yeah, for work. they don't work. care about that. 
and um, they were talking about the the movement of the women protesting violence against women and abuse against women. And they had talked about the the day in Mexico, and the they went to the live reporter in Mexico. They went to the, the reporter in Pakistan, who was then talking about the same type of thing in Pakistan, and he said the alleged abuse against women. Yeah. They there's are protesting no, the alleged abuse against no women. There's no alleged abuse. Bucket, there's no alleged abuse. It is abuse. It is sexual violence. It is physical violence. It is mental abuse. It is physical abuse. It is all kinds of violence against women in order to control everything they do. It's from the government all the way down to their family members. And this dude said the alleged assault and I thought your head was going to explode. Do I have my animation yet? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, and I don't think he was being malicious. No, I don't think so either. He's just oblivious. In the way he said it, it was like you're throwing (coughs) some kind of misplaced doubt as to the veracity of the claims that women are being Absolutely. And it's like, no. Everybody knows that this is happening it's true why 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 even put that out there as as potentially not true overblown right you know it's like nobody's coming to sue you i mean you're not accusing an individual that's different i understand that especially coming out of the bbc they can't do that they can't say that person did right I get that. Then you would say alleged. Right. Then you have Because you have no proof. Right. But that's not what was happening. He was talking about abuse, period. Mm Mm-hmm. And, okay. So, to go along with this, I asked, why do women allow men to behave badly? Especially in the context of Mexico. Because I don't understand why Mexican women, and apparently across Latin America... Why the women allow the men to be this way. And this goes back to what you were talking about with setting limits and all that kind of stuff and in the home. Right. Why is it that women raising these men, because I was never allowed to be or do any of these things Neither were with my, my mother or my aunts or my grandmother. I was never allowed to be this way. Too. So why why are why are women here allowing that? What is the law about how you speak to your sister? There's a law. There's a law. I didn't vote. There was no voting. Ain't that a bitch just left me out. What's the law? Um, if I if I can't talk to you or grandma that way, I can't talk to Keegan or oh. any other woman that way. That's the law. That's the law. And that has been the law since Keegan was born. The law. Apparently the mommy is the law. I need her head on that. Um, <laughs> I am sure. the law. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that up here. 
I am the law. No, not that way. Oh. Anyway. So, I don't I don't get why women allow the men. I, and this is well, all men. And that this goes is to that teacher that this week. But this is men that they're dating. This is men that are young around them as family members. This is men, um, like... Uh, last night they were saying something about how men treat women when they take their car in to get fixed. This is all the men that they're encountering all day long because honestly, I don't, I cannot conceive of black women allowing that today. Oh. Allowing that for very long. Like, I, I see black women walking into the car place saying, you know, my car is doing XYZ, and the guys start talking and say, look, look, don't give me that bullshit. I, everything you're saying, I know how my car is supposed to work. I mean, they're not going to take it. They're right. not going to take it in the moment. So, why is, it, I, why is it that Mexican women are willing to take it, and then they want to protest and vandalize things that have nothing to do with that subjugation? Yeah. Like, bank windows. What did that window do? Shop windows, statues. No, I get the fight against patriarchy. I get that. But I don't get just random businesses unless in Mexico some, you know, bank is doing something actively to either not allow women to to move up in that particular bank or they don't give you know they don't treat women the same or appropriately when they come to do business in the bank or if it's something like that then it seems like somebody should have said that right. but you don't just start breaking all the windows because that doesn't really help anything and it doesn't promote your position at all it just makes you look like what they say all the bad things about women are. That makes you look emotional or irrational and all that kind of stuff. So I, I guess I don't understand why women allow it. Why do women allow it? Go. Don't ask me because I don't allow it. You see, he has a law. Say, you say, see how... Say, I am the law. I am the law. So you see the, my reaction to this little boy because the, the way the teacher started this conversation was I can see that there's a lot of machismo in this household because of the way this special needs child speaks to his parapro. And then he spoke to me in that way and I just looked at her and I was like, but you're allowing it. By saying, oh, that hurts my feeling, that hurts my heart. You didn't say you cannot do that in this space. Make it so not acceptable. When he's 10, when he's 15, when he's 30, it's he's going to be that machismo asshole that you don't like, but you didn't stop it in the classroom when Last he was five. Last year, I had a student that was grabbing girls and trying to control, like physically, physically controlling I have one them. Now, this is sixth grade, though. I have a five year old. Physically like that. controlling them. Because that's what he wanted. And every single woman did not want to address that with that child and those parents. And I was like, wait a minute. Was he like this last year? And they all said yes. And it's like, um, if he was like this last year, one, why didn't you nip it in the bud last year? Uh -huh. But if I come along as a guy and I'm uncomfortable from what he's doing, and I'm seeing it going, this is, this doesn't bode well for the future, 
why are you letting it go? Yep. And it's like, so when he grabs somebody and he does hurt them mm -hmm. physically or emotionally, you're just going to walk away and let it go in your school? That's the kind of people you are? Yep. And it's like, yeah, see, that's why I can't. I, I, when I see it, I stop it and I stop it immediately. But I would stop it if a girl was doing the same thing to a boy. Absolutely. It, it, I mean, because all of these behaviors are inappropriate inside of school. So if if the girl is hitting on other girls or boys or being a bully or what all that all of those things, if you see it, why are you not saying something? And then if you if it continues, why are you not taking the next steps that you've probably already outlined in your handbook for your school? Why are you not following your own rules? Right. Well, and, and that was part of the conversation this week because the principal said, um, we are going to implement a zero tolerance policy next year. And I said, well, does that, will that zero tolerance policy include the little five-year-old boy who is physically manhandling girls and trying to manipulate who they can and cannot talk to and how they can play and when they can play and who they can sit next to and who they can speak to and, and physically grabbing them and taking them away from places and she said well yes that's not acceptable I said but I have that in my classroom and I've been complaining about this since October well September and anytime I talk to the parent or the grandparents about it because the grandparents are basically raising him they just blow it off like it's no big deal I said so I've stopped talking to the parents and grandparents and I continue to talk to him and tell him it's inappropriate. But now I'm taking the girls and saying, he doesn't have this right. Don't let him do this. He can't tell you. He can't touch you. If you don't like it, tell him to stop. And now the girls are saying, stop, I don't like it, don't do that. But it has taken me this whole time and the whole the three months I was gone recovering from surgery, it didn't happen. The teacher didn't teach the girls these things. Now I have parents coming to me saying, I heard about the situation from my daughter and I just want to thank you for helping her understand it's not okay. It's not your job as the parent. But they're not there in that moment. Right, they're not there. It's my job in that moment to teach them that. So maybe I'm changing the little girls here, this you know, this 10 little girls that I have in my classroom, and maybe even some little boys who are watching the exchange and I'm saying, this is not okay, stop. Your body does not belong on her body. You can not control her body. That is hers, only she has the right to control her body. And see, but okay. So in the idea of the boy who's trying to control the girl, why would that boy think that's okay? I ha I have no yes, idea. Yes, you do have because he has he's seen it somewhere at home. Exactly. So then, this is why parents don't want to do anything because they have to confront their the own one, demons. Right. They are the ones that have shown the child <laughs> that this is acceptable yep. behavior. And uh, honestly, I the the one I had last year, the parents had a boy and a girl. And the girl was the older child. And it was amazing to me. It's like, you have a girl yourselves. Mm -hmm. Would you want this, your child, to behave this way with your daughter? Yep. 
And of course they wouldn't. Well, and, and then they kept saying, you know, how he wasn't like that at home. It's bullshit. like, but then why he's would definitely but like that at then home. why does he think it's okay at school? Yep. Somebody somewhere modeled this behavior, uh-huh. which then leads you down. Hey, Dad. What's up, Dad? Right. What are you doing, Dad? Yep. Because then you probably did something. You probably behaved a way that made him think this was okay. And the mom behaved a way that said yes and confirmed yep. that idea. Well, and that's something that I've done with Aaron and Keegan all along. Like Gave them rules. Not only that, but I made them reflect on their how their way of speaking to one another, their behavior towards one another, how that is going to affect the other person long term. For example, there was a time when Keegan was mistreating Aaron and yelling at him or saying really cruel and nasty things and hitting him. And I said to her, what if Aaron was dating a girl and that girl did that to him? She's like, I beat her up. And I said, okay. But you're teaching Aaron that this is how girls are supposed to treat him. Is that what you want? And she she had never thought of it that way. And the same with Aaron. When you talk to Keegan in that way, you are teaching Keegan that that's how men should treat her. Is that what you want? And he's like, absolutely not. Then you can't speak to her that way. She can't speak to you that way. She can't treat you in this fashion. And if parents aren't willing to look at the the behavior between the siblings and say you're setting your sibling up for failure in relationships later they're never going to learn that all right so moving on why should oppressed groups let the oppressors continue i don't know because i would see now i'm coming after i would wear an orange jumpsuit see now i'm coming after everybody because an elevator and push all the buttons Doing oppressing the elevator. It was a good. It was a. It was a. It was a good try. All right. Um. <laughs> yes. I don't. I don't see why. Why is it that if white supremacy is a problem, why do we allow it to continue? If women have a problem with men, why is it continuing? If you know. Children are being beaten by parents. Why is it allowed? I, I don't. I guess I don't understand why we see it as part of the human condition. That we don't like it all the human condition. But oppression is allowed. I don't. Oppression know. of the rich over the weak, the the powerful over the the those that that have no power, no agency. Why do we think that's okay to continue? And why do we allow it to continue? This could this goes into every single realm of people activity that you can think of. I remember when starting with the nine. When we were part of the family team. And I remember having this conversation because we were fighting for some something as simple as healthy lunches for our kids. And one mom asked me, why are you fighting so hard against this? They wanted to change from a private chef who cooked everything fresh and from scratch to the public school system that was frozen crap to feed our kids because it was cheaper. And I said, I'm fighting for those that don't have a voice or feel like they don't have a voice. 
I'm fighting for the kids who don't get healthy food at home, but they can get healthy food at school because we care enough to fight for them. As a teacher, I carry that forward in everything I do. I fight for the kids because they don't, they aren't taken seriously in most environments. To this week, we were talking about the gifts for Children's Day and and what were we gonna do and how are we gonna do it. And the next, the on Thursday, as I'm leaving school, one of the teachers said, "Oh, we have to have the image for our, our gift to the secretary now." But we hadn't decided on an image, so I rushed home. Uh, a couple of the teachers wanted something Dr. Seuss, which I didn't understand. So I rushed home so that I could do the images on my iPad and send them to the group to get verification, which one did they want, and then send it to the secretary. Three of the teachers chose the image with Dr. Seuss. So my question to them was, why? Why are we choosing this image when we don't teach anything to do with Dr. Seuss, we don't have Dr. Seuss books in our room, what's the point? It looks good to the brand. And they said, well, because it's easily recognizable and, you know, it, it says read, so clearly we're promoting reading. And I said... And it's dishonest. But they're five and they can't read yet. They aren't going to read for another year. And I get that you want to promote reading, but why not make it something that's intentional? Why not do something that's meaningful to the kids? Meaningful is not important. Erin, do you know that I, we had to go to the coordinator for the tie-breaking vote, and she chose the Dr. Seuss image. And when I said to her the same thing, why are we choosing something we don't use and we don't teach? Oh, but you have the books in your classroom. I said, no, I don't. Yes, everybody has the books in their classroom. I said, go in my classroom and look through all of my books and find more than one Dr. Seuss book and I have not read one Dr. Seuss book all year and I read at least two books a day I'm telling you it's 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 the same problem as before it's 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 better to do the thing that's gonna make other people feel good uh-huh. than do the thing that is honest because there are so many other books out there that you are absolutely using. Why can't you use those images? Why can't you use those books? Why can't you just take those covers of all those books and put them in a collage or something? And the idea that everything has to be the same so that nobody feels left out or nobody says, oh, I wish I would have had that one and not this one is absolutely fucking ridiculous. When you are promoting the kids to be free-thinking individuals, lip service, but you mm. don't want them to be free-thinking individuals. You want them all to look the damn same mm. and have the same shirt that means nothing to half of them. It is not teaching with intention. It is not teaching them to be individuals. It is not teaching them to be free-thinking. You are creating puppets and you are paying lip service to agency. I swear, I need I need a soapbox. <laughs> I swear, I need a soapbox. I need a soapbox. I'm sorry, sometimes it just really pisses me off. And they don't see the hypocrisy. We couldn't, we couldn't tell from they don't see it. They do it with everything. Boys shouldn't hit girls. People shouldn't hit people. Unless you're boxing. Or, you know, the, what is the MMA fighting thing? MMA 
There's another one. What's the other one? MMA. No, Ultimate Fighting something. Women's MMA. The UFC. Right? Ultimate Fighting is MMA. Oh, okay. Yes. It's mixed martial arts. Yep. Ultimate Fighting is the conference. Okay. The, the, the overarching. Anyway, it goes. Your body doesn't belong in another person's body that doesn't want it there. Keep yourself to yourself, people. All right. Now that we need to give you a morning to... I gotta uh, go get a drink. You need to woosah. <laughs> because we're moving on to... I wrote here, is everything shutting down everywhere? COVID-19, damn. But, now that it's Saturday, I can't really say that now because everything is basically shut down. So, all your sports, and it's very, it was so funny that NCAA... Just so you know, we're not we're not sponsored by. But you could absolutely oh, sponsor yeah, us that'd be awesome. now. Yeah, because we need to way to fund our Santa <laughs> habit. Yeah. Um, we don't do soft you, drinks, the, but we do sparkling water. The idea of if people are going to gather, we have to now stop them from gathering. So all the. Conferences, all of the, the games, the everything is basically being shut down. But that means all of the meetings and all of the other stuff. Even uh, Bill Maher had no audience. I mean, he all had a of, few people. But no, those are the people that because he says it in the show. Because you hear people clapping, it's like, wait a minute, how are there people clapping but there was no audience? They were all people that worked at the show. Oh. That's why he kept telling. That's why he kept looking Great. at them and being like, "Fuck you." You know, you you guys wrote the joke, and you won't even laugh at the joke, which was kind of funny. But yes, he, the, he didn't have an audience. But this, I get it. That that how people may get this thing is through contact. Right, so you got to remove people from being con in contact with each other. Um, but it seems like, I mean, at what. If it's if it slows down transmission, but the numbers are still there where people are getting the thing, the COVID nineteen, the coronavirus. Yep. If if that happens, doesn't that mean that it's going to last longer because people are not coming together in high rates? But if they would have come together, they would have just gotten it. No, no, forget the immunity. They would just gotten it and maybe gotten over it. But because they're stre they're stretching it out, so does this mean like in June, July, we're still going to be dealing with people and the numbers still rising up because everything was shut down? Are right. things going to really be shut down that long? Are we going to really start ending school years now? Ending um, universities and college courses now? I mean, it seems like everything is starting to, especially in the U.S. now, because, you know, the U.S. doesn't take any real steps until it's essentially too late. But, you know, all of a sudden, now you've got people getting something that they can't even be tested for. Yep, like Heidi Klum. She went home sick from her the TV show she's on, and... She kept getting progressively worse, and she called the doctor, and she's like, I think I need to be tested, and he said, we don't have any tests. Right. So if you're not, I mean, even if you feel bad, and you're saying that, yeah, I, I 
I potentially could have something, and but I can't get tested for it. So what do I do? Yeah. What do I do? Well, call? I can I can I really call my employer and say I'm not coming to work because I don't feel well, but I can't get the test. I can't even be tested. Mm -hmm. Oh God. This this is this is. You know how they always, they always want to, in the media, always wants to get a new president and then try to predict and then understand the first big failure of the presidency? Uh-huh. This is it for Trump. This is it right here, right now. Because he made moves that made it so that these tests were not available. Yep. Before... So now we're dealing with the fact that people can't be tested and he's trying to hide the numbers yep. from the American people. So now we're ending up with a thing where we don't know, like you could not feel well and and self-quarantine, but never find out if you have this thing well, or not. Well, one of the YouTubers the kids watches, she is certain that she has it, but she can't get the test. They were told, she was told that they did, she didn't have the flu, they didn't know what she had, and she has all the symptoms, but she can't get a test. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it's, it's, I mean, you got Tom Hanks. He said the only reason he gets he the test is, because he's in Australia. Yep. Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita, got the test only because of being in Australia. So, I mean, I, I don't know. But this... tell me again how the U.S. is the best country in the world, has the best medical system in the world. No, no, it might have the best medical system, but if the federal government doesn't feed that system and cuts the funding for that system and... and dissolves what, the pandemic committee and... What, what do you think is going to happen? Mm -hmm. This is what's going to happen. What's happening right now is going to happen. Yep. And this is all laid at the feet of the administration that is in power when it happens. Yep. You can only blame... One administration. You can't go back any further. This is their thing to own. And I'm sorry, but anybody who believes that Trump's doing the best that he can do is saying that he's an absolute idiot because anybody that was smart could have done better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This could have been nipped long ago. Well, it wouldn't have been nipped, but you could have had tests out there where you could find out if people actually have it. You could have good it's numbers and good data that... to go on. Stop telling people there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. Go ahead and about your daily lives. If you're sick, I mean, just last work. week they were telling people to go to work. Yeah. You know, don't worry about how you feel. Go to work. And then all of a sudden this week they're telling everybody not to go to work. It's like, wait a minute. You just told all those people to go to work. Yep. You know, these are the things that the American public they listen to. They pay attention to. It's like the government. You know, the government says that we're okay to work and we're okay to go. Then let's go. Because your employer is not going to pay you to stay home and there's nothing wrong with you. I think that some of the stuff that's going on in, in the Trump atmosphere, the conspiracy theory guys, the Rush Limbaugh's, they should be criminally charged for some of the shit they're doing. Some of the stuff that they are putting out to the world, when I say world, I mean conservative. Yeah, conservative America is not only irresponsible and unethical, but dangerous. But, you know, shock jocks, I think, they kind of, that's kind of their realm. I mean, I Alex don't... Jones has already 
had to pay millions of dollars to the Sandy Hook families for saying it was all a hoax and it was all yeah, blah, no, blah, blah, blah. I don't, think that he would stop the shit. I don't know. He wouldn't because that's how he makes his money. He makes his money by being shocking. Yeah. You know, it's almost like what what you would get from Howard Stern when he was, before he got, before, you know. Before he stopped? No, no, no. He didn't stop. He's on Sirius. But when he, before he moved, you know, he had shock jocks. Okay, fine. That doesn't mean people have to believe you, though. And see, the problem is more that people listen to these things and they don't do their own right. due diligence, so to speak. Like, one of the teachers I work with, right before we started the podcast, had sent a thing saying, oh my god, Mexico just closed the border with the U.S. And that two minutes later, my friend in Chicago sent me the same thing. Oh my god, Mexico just closed its border with the U.S. So I said, I haven't heard this. Usually I get AP alerts and BuzzFeed and Bloomberg News and BBC. I get all these alerts and they'll come all up at the same time saying something like this. So big thing happened. The teacher says, can you check for me? Because I can't find anything. So I did a Google search, because you know Google. I love the Google. And the first thing I saw was from 20 hours ago saying that Mexico is considering closing its borders with the US to protect its people because Mexico has a very low number. Yeah, it's under under 30. Yeah, I think yesterday when I looked it was 16. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So it has a very low number of cases and it wants to, you know, protect the people. I get that. So, but she could have Google searched it too. Yep. And that's the thing that I'm seeing over and over again. This morning I've had um, an extended family member that posted something about, so do people now believe this thing is real because Trump's admitting that it's real? And one of the comments was, this is all because of China and their unethical farming practices and their government is failing and their people are starving. And I was like, wow, that's some statement. How long did you live in China? Did you ever go to Wuhan while you were there? If none of that matters. And I was like, it's you like, don't why, know any why of this. Do you think, why do you think that's I was true? like, where the hell did you get your information? Well, I got it from Fox and Friends. And I was like, they're feeding your fucking fear. None of that is true. Not go, one go bit buy, of it. Go buy that TP. You stupid ass. I really ass. wish somebody could explain to me why people are hoarding toilet paper. Around the world. Yeah. Because before that. this was happening in the U.S., it was happening in Australia and it was happening in other countries. It's not happening in Mexico yet. Thank goodness. But my, one of my friends... Well, we need to go ahead and get some more toilet paper. Well, we're almost out. Um, one of my friends had posted pictures of her supermarket. Actually, several friends posted of their pictures of their supermarkets in Australia, all around the country. But my one friend said, I don't understand why people are hoarding toilet paper. Does COVID-19 give you the mud butts? And I was like, that's a good question. I hadn't seen that as a symptom. I didn't think diarrhea was part of it. What's the deal with the TP, folks? I don't I don't get it. I looked for it. I looked for, like, reasons to buy toilet paper. I could not find one. Well, yesterday, my friend from Chicago sent me a, a really upsetting message. She said that she was in the supermarket, and there were moms with kids trying to buy groceries. And she said one mom was crying because there was nothing that, for her to buy. The shelves were empty. 
and she said, I didn't get paid until today. What am I supposed to feed my kids? She had been, later in our conversation, she said that the mom was saying she had been to several grocery stores and they all looked the same. No food. And my friend said she split a dozen eggs with an elderly couple because it was the last thing of eggs in the rack and the elderly couple was like, we need food. And what I don't understand is why are people acting like this is the zombie apocalypse and hoarding all their food, all the food, when that shit's gonna go bad before you can eat it. If there's no fresh vegetables and no fresh fruit, you can't eat it that fast. If you're buying 10 pounds of potatoes, plus all this other stuff, plus canned goods and blah, 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 you can't eat that food that fast. What's the point? I don't get it. And it's so selfish. People with the money get the food. Unnecessary. You know, it's funny. When I was thinking about this, uh, the idea of the hoarding, I, and of course you watch, I watch lots of dystopian future type you things. Do. And, and I'm ready for the zombie apocalypse up here. And you go and you see, I think it was in I Am Legend. He's walking around and he's going into apartments. Yeah. And he goes. Right, but he goes into the apartments and they're all stuck full of food, but everybody's dead. Yep. Everybody's gone. And that's what I imagine would happen if this pandemic went and and just totally exploded. You would end up with locked up, closed apartments. Uh Uh-huh full of food yep. and toilet paper yep and but everybody but nobody but too. nobody can can eat it, it, it use it mm-hmm. or anything because the people have all died i it's such a weird thing it's that that image ever since i started hearing about the hoarding that's the image i have of somebody now after everybody's dead walking around and just Shopping right. in there. Literally just taking the things off the shelves, like, yep, I can just take all this stuff because you you hoarded it, but your neighbor didn't have any food and they died of hunger. Yeah. They didn't die from this thing. So Yeah, it's it's and you died from the thing. It, it, it's a weird it's a weird thing that we're now experiencing and I hopefully it stays away from the last time I saw there were two cases in Puebla. So. Well, that's one more than I know not, about. Let's not um, um, make that spread. Well, our school does a thing every month when we have our teacher in service where the cleaning ladies take every single manipulative and lunch mat, and chair, and any soft items. They wash them. They leave them out in the sun to dry. That's nice, but that does but then nothing yesterday, for this thing. No, yesterday I was in my classroom for the first hour and a half because I didn't have to go to the, the Spanish part of the meeting, and my girl was in there cleaning, and she's like, "Oh, I put your puzzles over here, and I did this, and I and I'm like, okay, whatever, I don't care." But she didn't clean any of the manipulatives. She didn't. They are supposed to be bleached and and sun-dried and then put back in the classroom. 
And when I came back from the meeting, the rest of the girls were still outside doing the baby classrooms with all their stuff in the sun. And my room was done and closed. And I'm like, but she didn't clean any of the blocks or any of the things. It doesn't the- matter. The kids are coming in if they're if if they are symptomatic or sick. Yeah. They're coming in with it. Oh, yeah. not co- it's not on the bricks and the stuff. It's on the child. It's the child is going to bring it to you. Yep. So I think this is the lip service thing. They're, you know, we c- they now they will tell the parents we clean everything, and then people like you will be sitting around going, but my shit didn't get clean. Look, they you sent know? an email saying that the classrooms are being bleached twice a day, and I said, where the hell is that being done? Because for the first week of this stuff going on, before any cases had even hit Mexico, they were coming around several times a day and Lysoling the doors and the handrails and cleaning everything. They haven't done that in weeks. But this email goes out saying they're bleaching the classrooms twice a day, and I'm like, no, they're not. So the little bit they were doing, they're not doing right. it. Well, because it's not sustainable. Right. The, the the school would lose so much money if they tried to get that much chemical to do what they're saying, you know, well, on a daily did, basis. It's really not, it's untenable. They Always. did a, um, an email this week saying on Thursday that the kids would be tested, like uh, fever checks coming in. That everybody would be fever checked coming in on Thursday. And... When I got to work at 7.30, there was no nurse there. There was nobody there with a thermometer. There was nothing. I was like, all right, I'm going to the classroom. It wasn't until our meeting with the principal at 9.30 that that she, the principal took our temperature. But see, that's just, see, that's a thing. And she just went, you know what? This is a thing that I've noticed in Mexico. We're going to say we're going to do a thing. We don't do it, but then later on in the day, we do, we begin doing it. So the story that goes out is, yes, we did it. Yeah. But we only tested five folks. But you know what's so funny? You know what I mean? We only tested five out of 6,000, but but we did it. And it's like, no, you did not do it. You were supposed to start when people came in and you were supposed to turn them away. You weren't, they weren't supposed to be there for half the day while you farted around trying to figure out how to get it done. I swept the one tile. So I was thinking about, I was thinking about this while I was sitting in the meeting after she took the temperature and, and I was thinking it's 9.30. I've been here for two hours. Had I been in China, I would have gotten tested before the guard let me in the gate of exactly. the building. We wouldn't have been able to be in, the, even on the like, sidewalk, I mean, on the other side of the gate. That yep. guard would have had, they would have had a table there. You would have had to sign your name and they would have taken your temperature and written it right down before you could clock in. Yep. Not because they would have from, turned you away right, right there. And you know what's funny about that? Uh, I was, I saw a headline. Oh, someone said, and I can't remember who it was, but they said if they got the virus, they would want to go to China. Yeah, because then they would get the treatment that they need. I saw that too. Somebody said if I get the coronavirus, I'm going to China. And someone on Facebook was like, that's just 
awful. Why would you want to give it back to them? And I was like, they wanted to go get the treatment because they just cured somebody who was 100 years old. Give it back. Whoa. People are crazy. Like, they don't understand. They don't also, understand how things work, but then they want to make these ridiculous declarative statements. Like all right. Blah, so blah, if blah. you had something bad and you could find the person that gave it to you, wouldn't you want to give it back? Yeah, but they don't. But that's, that's not the point. In a pandemic, no. understand? But that uh, the idea. Um, of the I'm, I'm scared to ask. Do you have anything else? I do. I do. But I can just leave one. I'm cutting off my one of my things. Maybe I'll move it to. What do you want? What are you cutting off? say it, then I'm not cutting it off. Okay, whatever. Do you want my last one or not? I don't know. Is it going to be a long, long thing? Probably not. Probably. That sounds scary. It, it's a long thing, isn't it? Tell the truth. Tell the truth, Shane Dibba! It may not be. It may not be. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Give it to us. So. I'll try to power through. We've been looking for jobs around the world, and I think I've probably applied for our, at least 100 positions so far. We've had one interview and one offer. And this week, I have had, I haven't checked my email today, but I've had 72 emails from China and 13 of them from South Korea saying, do you want to come teach here? And then I get the, uh, an email from the school that gave us the original offer and she said, our country's closed down. I don't know what we're going to do. We're not working. I don't know if there's going to be a job for you. I'll keep you updated. So my question is, do we go back to China? Oh God. I can give you an answer right now. Oh God. Right now, oh God, hell to the no. What if that's the only place to find a job? Oh, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with going back to China. I would love to go live in Shanghai for a while. Okay. What? Okay. I don't want this room to be our entire apartment. Our apartment in, in Foshan was bigger than this apartment. You want to go back to Foshan? I don't know if that's necessarily true. Also, my room is bigger. Your the space is bigger, minus the balcony. What about my room? I don't know. Bathrooms. Being in China is, it will, I don't know. I looked yesterday morning in for on this one email someone had sent me a link to job listings that they had. For Shanghai alone, there were 10 pages of job listings. I get it, but that doesn't I don't I mean there're hundreds of them every day. I, I, I get it. 
they probably got hundreds of people stuck outside of China too. They have hundreds. You know, probably I mean, thousands of people. And those people are probably not going to want to stay in China after on the other side of this. Right. You know, or they have to make other arrangements and and go somewhere else to finish out the year or something or whatever. I don't know. I know that the teacher that used to work for you, she and her husband are stuck in Malaysia and they are teaching online because they can't get back to Guangzhou. But when they go back to Guangzhou, even though they've been in a place with very few cases and they have no symptoms, they will have to quarantine for 14 days. But quarantine is basically being in your apartment. Yeah, but you can't go out and get food. That has to be delivered to you. You have to wear gloves and masks to go out of the, the door of the apartment to get it by the, the elevator. There's like a certain I mean, basket. That's, that's quarantine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I expect nothing less of China. She was upset about it. I was like, why are you surprised? I mean, okay, I, I don't know what that... But there, are, but there are lots of teachers, I I know a good 10 or 15 of them, who are outside of China, who went home for Spring Festival and can't get back. Yeah. Yeah. And I was looking for flights yesterday to different places just to kind of see, you know, what are the prices like right now? Are they going down from what they were three weeks ago? And on the, the app that I use, it says flights may be canceled. We should go to Canada. Yeah. Let's go to what? Canada. These are the people who don't like the snow. And you want to go to like one of the coldest places ever? I can suffer through. What do you mean not liking snow? I don't have a problem with snow. See? You don't have a problem. Last time I saw snow. What did I do? Immediately played in it. He's a Michigan kid. I don't, I don't have a... Snow runs in my veins. See? That is, that, that is yeah. a, probably a true statement. Snow runs in the Snow goddamn veins. and apple cider. Snow and apple cider, huh? That Those are my veins. Those hurt your veins? Yes! <laughs> well... It's see. apple cider slushy. <laughs> we, should, we, should we should go to Canada. Also, I've never been I like to go there. We don't have That's to go where the to Peter McKinnon. That's where the Peter McKinnon. Is. We don't have to go to Toronto. Where do you want to go? And it's not easy to get a job in I'm just saying. Canada. I'm just saying. I want to go to Europe. We can go to the west side of Canada, and I feel like Europe. <laughs> I mean, one, <laughs> side, one side's British, the other side's French. Yeah. That's like Europe. That's like you're polite. <laughs> you're polite. Like you're polite. Oh my god. That was funny. That's no. Don't do that. Please. We could go to uh, Scandinavia. I also applied for several positions Norway. in uh, around, throughout the the, the the African continent. Icelandic. Is it Iceland? Greenland. Oh Jesus. Icelandic is the closest language to what the Vikings spoke. That old Norse. Anyone do it? Kind of, but it is a trip to listen to. I'm careful, though. 
I mean, how is it different than all the other languages? Very. No, I'm just saying, it's a, a new language is a new language. Oh, sure. Just add to the word salad. Exactly. You gotta learn how to say, where's the bathroom? I mean, you know, that's all you're worried about. Maybe they didn't right. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell us either. I, I, I have a more interesting. I don't. I don't. I don't think that Mexico is a viable option. It's not. So that being said, then that means go somewhere else. Why don't we go to an island? I'm trying. In the Caribbean. I've been applying. Canary Islands, Grand Cayman, um, the Bahamas. I've yeah, until hurricane season. Right. I've applied in a we lot would be arriving of places. Right before hurricane season. Yeah. I've applied all over the world. They have the wooden houses, right? Oh, I don't know what they have. They've I don't it know. Seems, it it seems like place. somewhere that gets a lot of hurricanes, they'd be like, don't build anything out of wood. And well, that's, like that's Asia. Here in Asia, build everything out of concrete. Yeah, but that's Asia. That's what they did for the typhoons. That's yeah. why when typhoon came through, we didn't even... It didn't, didn't even bother even, us. It was just, it was just a lot rain. of water. Just yeah. please get the laundry off of the balcony. Right, exactly. We so don't want to have our clothes blow blowing in the wind, like blowing across the com the complex. And the, the one uh, street in the complex would that flood. That would flood. Well, the street in front of the complex would flood. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. flooded yeah. all the way, the all the way back to the complex. Yeah, the buses couldn't Yeah, we had that one walk in the, the thigh deep water. We were also trees. essentially at sea level. It was thigh deep. Well, it was for me. Okay, well, that's being well. a gnome doesn't count. <laughs> All right, we got anything else? Because, you know. Nope. Is that something more interesting? More interesting? Or something fun to talk about? Or is the whole week just okay, sad? Okay, I'm going to say this, and we'll see what they do with it. You ready? Beyond Meat, OMG. Ah, oh. uh, yes. That was an experience. That was disturbing. I've never, I okay, I can't say I've never had beef. I don't remember what beef tastes like or feels because like. Because you've only had one mouthful in your lifetime. Right, I don't know. I never, I didn't retain that knowledge. And I tasted the Beyond Burger and it felt like meat. I knew it wasn't chicken. But it felt and tasted like meat. It's been 30 years since I have had beef or pork. And it was disturbing. To put that tiny little piece of plant-based material into my mouth. And to have that texture and that flavor and that after... It was really, really disturbing. It was weird. The thing that bothered me the most about it was the price. I spent all that money on two damn burgers. I thought there were four in there. Two patties. Two patties. That covered the small buns. Two small buns. And Not I got them on sale. Buns. And they were, it was nine bucks on sale for two patties. 
That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money here. Hey. I don't know what to tell you, but the smell, the taste, the mouthfeel, the everything. I cooked it just straight vegetable oil and let them let them cook in a pan. Nothing else. And basically, to me, it was like eating beef. Yeah. It, it was quite scary. Now, but did it taste good? Oh, it was delicious. I, I, I didn't stop eating beef. Because I didn't like beef. Oh. That that was not... I stopped eating beef because, you know, my grandfather's triple heart bypass. That, that's why I, I stopped eating beef. I stopped eating, eating beef. beef and pork because I had cholesterol over 200 at age 15. Right. I yeah, was going to die. I, I, I was absolutely not... Not because I didn't enjoy it. It was just... I was scarred by the scar. Saying this would be a good substitute for people who don't want to eat. Beef. Oh, if anybody who is is like they like beef, right? They eat beef, and they like burgers. To take one of these bad boys and put it on a sandwich and just eat it, and nobody said anything to you, you might not ever know that it was a plant-based thing. Mm -hmm. That is the thing. That, that It was like, outside, there was a little bit in the, the texture that led you down the road of, this is not meat. A tiny bit. Yeah, because there was like a, it felt like almost like rounded balls yeah. inside of it. So you could tell like, this is not. But what, didn't you say that was it. supposed to emulate like the difference from the meat and, and the, the fat. fat? Yeah. But it, it. It kind of threw you a, for a loop for a second, but outside of that, everything else about it, and I made a a, a serious you made some burger. beautiful like, I burgers. I didn't even I didn't even put cheese on it, the vegan cheese. I just put lettuce, tomato, uh, grilled onions, and grilled um, mushrooms, so a little bit of barbecue sauce, and a uh, mustard, salt, and pepper. That was it. I put nothing else on it when it was cooking. I, I wanted to wanted to know if it tasted like a burger, and it was burger all the way. Would you Would you want me to buy it again? Yeah, it was fine. It was great, and it's plant based, and it's not cooked in a Burger King where it's sitting same. next to the, yeah. the beef. It's not vegan. It's and just cooked in a, in a Burger King or a, a McDonald's. Speaking or, of where it's being cooked, did you know that the Impossible Meat, which is the competitor to the Beyond Meat, the Impossible Meat has been being sold in the Disney parks. But is it cooked on a separate... I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. That's why, you know, vegans can't really eat them. But they're there. Well, yeah. when Disney reopens. Seems like it, that's if you're vegan, that's like kind of the only way you should eat these things is cook it at home. Yeah, because you don't know what what they're doing to it, and if they're treating it like all the other meat. Means they're 
then then they're yeah, but they're using the same utensils they're putting yeah, on the yeah. same grill so now it's cross-contamination and it's no yeah. longer vegan and blah 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 exactly. blah. so you'd there you to, go you'd have to like cook it four streets over just because of the air around the place oh yeah <laughs> would contaminate it too oh so, i just got a flash of that that the restaurant on the corner when we left the school in benshi that had the thing that came out the vent that came out and it was always dripping grease down the side of the building, you know, where the truck sat. That's what I got an image of. I have no idea no what idea. you're talking about. You're walking from the school to go to the fancy place. We had to turn left. And before we turned left, there was a truck sitting on the sidewalk and there was a thing that came out of the building where the grease came out and it dripped down the side of the building. Apparently this made an impression on you that it didn't make on me. You don't it just became a part of the scenery. Uh, I mean, grease, yeah. grease dripping point. in China? Isn't that where the the gutter, what is it called? Gutter oil comes from? The, to the tofu with the gutter oil? Well, isn't that where gutter oil comes from? Yeah. yeah. Gutters? Yeah, that was one thing that was really weird when we went back to Grandma's. She could smell like a Burger King freaking mile away. We were driving, I was like, smell and then was like oh no i remember <laughs> i remember you telling your grandmother grandma i can't eat at mcdonald's this is not food and that that made me giggle because we wouldn't do that we didn't haven't eaten at mcdonald's in years and years because um no that's not true that's not necessarily true we ate at mcdonald's in beijing we ate mcdonald's in Foshan. yeah but we didn't eat we haven't had it in in Mexico. Okay. And we didn't was, eat it in. I mean, Wuhan, I don't. I haven't. And we had didn't it eat it time. in Thailand. Sure. No, we did. We did Burger not King. eat mixed. Burger King. Burger King. Yeah. Yep. In Thailand. Yep. yep. I, I, oh, I stopped. You... At, I stopped at Burger King a lot when until I realized, yeah, they're cooking all the nuggets in the same oil that they're cooking the onion rings and the fries, and then it was all over. I said that actually last week because my goddaughter is allergic to chicken and her aunt and uncle took her to McDonald's and got her fries and I said, aren't you concerned because they cook the nuggets in the same vat with the fries and it had never dawned on her because she's never worked at fast food. But yep. She said it didn't bother her. And I was like, okay, well, you should be aware because they and do it. And sometimes, you know, and sometimes the chicken were, ends up in the fry thing. And sometimes they re people request that they deep fry the fish fillet. And that baby is, like, EpiPen allergic to fish. Tell so, you, just eat it home. <laughs> All right. That's it. I'm shutting it down. Okay. I figured you were about to say something. If you want to find this follow the traveling farce, you can find us at the YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere that does podcasting. At the Traveling Fars. If you like the Instagram or the Twitters, Traveling Fars. If you like the email, travelingfars at gmail.com. 
and the blog space where you can hear the audio version of this podcast only. TheTravelingFars.Blueberry.net. No ease in the blueberry. There you go. And if you're listening to the audio only, go to the YouTube so that you can see the funnies. Yes, and then you can ring bells and subscribe buttons. Subscribe buttons. Smack the like. Smack it. Sure. Why not? 2020 style. Like, it's like everybody it's has very said violent against the, but the everybody light. everybody has said bite its face a way of dealing with the like and the dislike i love um uh gerald yeah gerald undone's if you didn't like this hit the dislike button twice, twice yeah that is the best is it took fun. me a long time to like realize like why would he say the two times but do those things Give us feedback. You should, that needs to be Let us know so, what okay. you're thinking. So my friend just messaged me and said, everything is closed, so I'm going to open a strip club, nice. diner, daycare, and call it Tits, Grits, and Babysits. Nice. <laughs> that's that what I'm is, talking about. That that's that's amazing. the place for dads right there. <laughs> tits <laughs> and grits. I mean, come on <laughs> now. And grits. Salt or sugar? Salt with butter. I Salt say, or sugar? I say season it with a nice, hefty helping of trash bag. Grits. <laughs> Salt or sugar? Salt with butter. That'd be gross. Some pepper and some hot sauce. Grits are the, the, the bomb. What grits are you are talking disgusting. about? What? Clearly, you did not have enough what? time with Mrs. Woods. Man, clearly, you didn't spend no time in the deep south. I didn't. I you need to be in that Bible belt where, where, where you sit with the Bible on one side and the grits on the other. No. And the scrimps in the middle. Yeah, that's nice. Gross. Grits are like. Ain't no grits. Grits are like hot congee to me. Well, it kind of is. And they're both disgusting. Oh no, I like a good congee with like some chicken in it. Yeah, that's good stuff. But man, the grits. Grits. You can do it northern style with the sugar. You can nope. do it southern style with the salt and the, the butter and the. The savory. I'll take them both. You get some of that. You get no. You can get some of that fat back going on in there no. too. Oh God. We did a thing about fat back yesterday. No. Yeah, you can do the fat back. No. 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 Little little bits of fat. And, no. Yeah, man. Just throw that in there. Get it done, man. Get her done. No. Oh, you can take your Gross. Beyond Meat and put it in there. I I rather try. I rather try your freaking your radiation orange yams. Them them yams is awesome. Y'all know them yams. Them them. In the can. Them no. Get away from the, the can, lunch, man. The lunch. The, lunch the lunchroom room ones yams. with the little skin on them. That's inside was soft, but the outside had like a, a tough little skin, and you had to cut through it. And they, they were. They came from a can. No, I don't think they orange. did. I think they came frozen and they were put on the the pans and then put in the oven. They look cartoon orange. Oh, they're awesome. It looks like somebody just took a picture and then took the saturation. I'm and telling you, man. It all the way. I'm telling you. The, 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 they're the, from a can. Everybody ate them and they went delicious. They were delicious. Just like when you had to take. The What's the other word the for them? Not yams. Sweet potato. Sweet potato. That's what they said they were. But they look like yams. They look like sliced lamb. Wait, sliced, sliced, sliced yams. Yams. Not sliced lamb. Um, the scrimps. 
square pizza where you had to take the napkin and dab it off. Dab off the oil, that was so good. Pizza, man. We got the spoiled experience. The cardboard crust. We got, you know. The chef hand-making the pizzas. Yeah, yeah, no chefs. We got the lunch lady. We ain't got no more green beans. I got the special. We got that lady. Without the the pepperoni. You know, with the thing on her head. Yeah, we got the no green. Listen, one of my friends in high school found a grasshopper in his green beans on his lunch tray and made a rap about it. Okay. On that note, lunch lady said, "Oh, just take it out." On that note, we getting the hell on out of here. <laughs> Talking about some damn grasshoppers. And yours are picked from the garden behind your school. What the grasshoppers? The green beans. And we grew them. Say goodbye to people. Bye, people. Say goodbye to people. Say goodbye to people. San Pellegrino. You didn't even say goodbye to people last week. We would appreciate being sponsored by San Pellegrinos. <laughs> It's refreshing and healthy. Peace!